This is Team Time, your weekly Q&A session to building better teams and leadership practices. This series of episodes is part of the Better Teams podcast, hosted by me, Vincent, and Max. Thank you for being here with us. Have a good listening. Hey, hi, Maxime. Hey, Vincent. Hi, everybody. Okay, uh, this week, like every week, I want to tackle a question that we have, like we frequently have during our sessions, first time leading team sessions. Uh, and this week, the question is how to be accepted by the team, how to, get, how to gain confidence from the team. Uh, this is the question, question we have, uh, all, like, not all the time, but many times, like very often, uh, from newly appointed managers. Um, and in a way, I think it's quite normal. Uh, if you, it's a common feeling that you just want to be accepted. You want every, everybody to, you want to belong, or you want to be appreciated. Um, so I want, I want us to, if you, if you agree, I want us to talk a bit about that, that question. And um, we could start by wondering, should it be your first move, actually? as a new manager to try to be accepted? And if it is, uh, if you decide it is, is there a good, any good strategy plan, uh, anything you like to, when you step into the job, like to really get accepted by the team, what do you think? Well, I think the first thing is also to, to make a difference between being accepted and being appreciated. I mean, those are, those are different things because people can accept you because you are serving their needs at that moment. You know, for instance, uh, someone who's been long waiting for promotion, all of a sudden he's going to accept you if, if you give him that promotion or give her that promotion. So, but those are different things, right? You know, it doesn't mean that as a manager, you've been accepted by the whole team. It's just that you serve the need of someone. Yeah. So he's going to appreciate you not accepting. Yeah. Right? So yeah, I think yeah. that's a big difference. I think. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so we need to make a difference between the two, I think. Uh, of course, being accepted in your role, so being recognized in your role as a manager uh, is very important because um, the main role of the manager is to to remove impediments for the team to succeed, right? So you're an enabler. It's not anymore about personal achievement as you would, as it would be the case for a for a, I would say a seasoned professional working on his own path, huh, so to speak. So now you're a manager. So it's not anymore about your personal achievement. It's about enabling the team to succeed. So, so being accepted will definitely uh, be a key element. But it's different than just being appreciated or um, you know, it's uh, so we have to make a difference between the two. Um, that said, uh, you asked, okay. Is there some some things that um, someone who's been recently appointed as a manager or someone coming from outside in this role should pay attention to? Well, I think um, I think it's very important to um, to engage people early on, so very quickly to engage people. You know, so have the right discussions with them, trying to understand where they're coming from, trying to see how the current assignment or work they are busy with you know fits with a long-term goal so trying to understand them really spending a fair amount of time on that really engaging with them um, another thing is really to understand the type of office politics which are currently going on i think this will tell you a lot <laughs> about um, how to better understand your team and the environment and the culture because we always see politics as something negative, um, but essentially in a large organization or in, or in a government or, or anything, 
well, politics is ruling people who are not in, in your direct reach, so mm. to speak, right? So you need to influence. So understanding the office politics going on is very important. Um, I think things such as managing expectations are also very important. And I think this goes to also engaging people early on. So well, you don't know the, the context before before you arrive, right? So my, maybe there was a predecessor, maybe it's a new team so it's not such case but in that you know there was always someone before so either that someone is now your boss if a level was created or if that someone is someone who left still there are expectations there so maybe promises were made yeah and uh yeah so understanding that uh, is very important because you need to manage that you know it doesn't mean saying yes to everything it doesn't mean saying no to everything it's just um, understanding that and mm. sometimes when it's the case that a new level was created it's very important to build a good relationship with the boss basically and with the management of you as well to understand you know what were those dynamics you know and and it it sounds it's also just fine you know because if you're properly empowered as a new manager it's also just fine to to somewhat reverse something which was um, decide, decided in in haste you know yeah. So actually, what you what you would recommend here is uh, when you when you first start stepping into the job, would be to really listen, like actively listen and collect information and, and data about like politics and, and and what kind of expectations were, uh, what kind of promises were made before, so mm -hmm. that you understand really the context. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, expect you know. Uh, understanding you know which context you are stepping in you know and that's very important because um, the context can be very very different i mean if for instance you join a company who expects you to to set up you know a turnaround you know let's say the company is struggling or that division is specifically struggling so they expect you to really change things then it's very different, you know, because uh, it means that uh, you might be stepping into a situation where there's not a lot of time available to to help the team grow in a certain direction. It could be that the result is really, okay, you need to turn this thing around. So people who are a very good fit in their current role, you know, they will be encouraged to go further. And some people who might not be a good fit in terms of, uh, it can be anything, it can be competency, it can be the right energy, the right focus, you know, we uh, might not fit, you might have to already think of replacing them, you know. So this is really when, when you come in a situation where change is expected, but you can also come into a situation where you're just starting up, so it's a new team, so there's a lot of possibility there. You can shape everything, but it also means shaping everything from scratch. So the, the environment is different. You can also be in a situation where you need to sustain success. And that means that, for instance, so far, everything was great, you know? Everything was great. When you stepped in, it was still, it was already great. So it means your predecessor, if there was a predecessor, had a very strong legacy, so... That also means that you're stepping into very big shoes and uh, it's very likely that if success was there, that the person was well appreciated and yeah. and respected by the team. So you need to sustain that, that success. So, mm. you know, it's, it, it's very different. The context is uh, it's just super important. What, what, what is striking me here is, is um, when, when you first said that we shouldn't confuse acceptance and um, appreciation or being recognized. Uh, but it's also, my, my, I'm also wondering, uh, how, how can you measure acceptance? Because I feel like in many, many ways, in many, in many contexts, 
uh, when you're first like a new manager stepping in this new position, uh, you're you can be kind of stuck in between this need uh, you willing to really be appreciated by your team members and also you willing to please I don't know senior management maybe or like you are between these two levels of like you wanted to be appreciated but if it's not you being appreciated uh, how do you measure uh, acceptance well I think well I mean there's no clear KPIs right but respect I think is very important you know so if uh, constantly you know basically decisions are not being followed although they were committed to if for instance you know um you know that can be also science just as you know people showing up late all the time when you made it a very important point as okay as to respect each other we need to be on time for you know xyz so it's really about okay how are people holding to their commitment you know are people respecting your decisions you know it can also be like outright uh, disrespect in the conversation right so i mean there are ways to measure that but i think um, to which extent people um, commit to the decisions which were made as a team i think it's already one one very big um, factor let's say mm. but okay I think in most cases, um, it can it's it's usually with individual case, you know, because when it's the full team who doesn't um, who doesn't respect, I would say the the manager, because here I'm talking about respect. Then, I mean, then then you got a problem. I mean, no company can can tolerate that, you know. I mean, it's very difficult to come back from that, you know. When there's when the whole team has lost respect, usually it ends up with uh, with a change in management. It doesn't mean that uh, only the manager is at fault. But it's just the things cannot go forward, right? Mm. So uh, I mean, there are ways to there, there are ways to come back to try to come back, but I think it's very hard. I mean, first of all, you need to personally acknowledge that. So as a person, it's it's difficult. I mean, as a manager, you should be able to do that. I mean, as a as a grown professional, you should be able to acknowledge the fact that you've lost the respect of your team. But it's hard. Many people will refuse to see that. I think there is part of um, yeah, if you want to rebuild this bridge. Part of confessing that to the team, you know, having that open conversation with them and say, okay, there's clearly something going wrong here. Okay, and so if you we want would, to move forward, you would go to the team and say, okay, yeah. uh, something is wrong and I see you're not respecting me anymore. I think like I would that. go. I mean, essentially, you're back against the wall here because uh, it's only a matter of time when top management will probably replace you in that situation because it cannot go forward, right? I mean, it can be it can be dangerous even uh, for the business you're in. So yeah, I would go to the team, um, but I, I would also advise to really set up new ground rules, you know, but not just rules for the team, but also for both the interaction between the team and the managers, you know, for instance, agreeing that, okay, if we choose to commit to something, we, we all go for it together, you know, this kind of thing. So establishing new rules within the team. And I would really encourage discussion and let's say respectful dissent, you know, explaining that people can disagree but eventually when we commit as a team we need to go forward mm. so this would be i would say the last chance right i mean because it's all yep. about respect if after that you know there's let's say i'll try disrespect and people just you know basically laughing at the at the proposed changes i mean like i said it will most likely end up in a, in a change of management if it's the whole team yeah. if it's specific elements of the team as a manager, you will have to make a decision as well for that mm. for that specific person. 
let, let's say it's the whole team, uh, whole team against you as a manager. So you, mm -hmm. you come, you say, okay, I know, I, I, I could see we have a problem. So you say you fix new rules, but do, do you fix them yourself or do you uh, create I didn't, them? Uh, no? I didn't mean to say uh, I fix new rules or the okay, manager sorry. fix new rules. Okay. No, no, no problem. Um, I mean, it's more about creating new ground rules together, right? So it's not just for the team. It's not just for okay. the manager together, basically. So look at that as a, um, as a team charter, so to speak, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, th I think this, this would be a way to go about it. But bear in mind that uh, if the whole team is really against, um, against the manager, this person is really in danger mm. because top management will have to, to make a decision because his role as manager is to be an enabler. Mm. And if the team is against you, then you cannot enable them to succeed. It's just yeah. impossible. You're listening to a Team Time episode. We hope you enjoy it. To listen to more episodes, follow the Better Teams podcast. This series is brought to you by Antevals, a consultancy company dedicated to help you build better teams and healthier businesses. If you'd like to stay connected and get daily content regarding team development and leadership, feel free to follow the Team Pitfalls page on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening. Now let's go back to our discussion. You talked about context, the importance of context, and, and I think I'm going to link that with another question that I have about like tensions and, and, and rejection because we, we <laughs> are dealing with that, uh, with... Um, people coming in our first time leading team sessions uh, very often. Uh, so about context, I know there are, there are different contexts, but most of the time we have either people, uh, managers that are either recruited from outside of the company uh, and some are promoted from within the team. And I think that that can be a different context. And, and re so that, that is my first question. Like, how do you think it is? different in regard to the relationship with the team, whether you mm -hmm. are a manager recruiting from outside uh, or when you are promoting from within. And linked to that, I'm also thinking that we had in the past uh, people talking about like how they went from outside of the team. Uh, and because of that, because of the conditions uh, they stepped into the company, uh, they were already rejected. Uh, and they had to like really build and earn that respect you were talking about before. Um, whether some other people coming from the team, it would be it could be easier for them uh, to really find a good spot here as a manager. So, wh what do you think? Well, I mean, I've been in both situations. I would say personally, uh, and I've worked, of course, with uh, with managers also coming from both situations. Uh, my preference <laughs> goes from coming from outside. I think it's easier. I think it's really easier. And uh, and there's this discovery phase that I personally enjoy a lot and that I like to, to coach people on. But um, I think being promoted from, from inside uh, the team, uh, yeah, it's... It can be complicated because often when you get promoted, indeed, that's your first time, you know, as a manager. And on top of that, you get to to manage and you get to develop and enable your um, your former colleagues. So it's um, it's quite challenging, I would say, especially as you were part of the team. 
you were busy with personal achievements, basically what made you uh, such a good contributor, what made you um, visible to the top management for this new role is your personal contribution so far. Of course, they saw probably a team player in you, but uh, also your stellar performance was probably a reason. So all of a sudden, now you need to, to become an enabler for the team, not just uh, scoring really high on your personal achievement. So you're going to have to work with your previous colleagues and work towards uh, a common goal. So it's it's more difficult. It's more difficult. Um, you will have a sense of uh, instant credibility from your uh, previous colleagues, so that's good. But still, they will expect your relationship with them to remain intact. And in many cases, this will prove to be difficult. Can you elaborate a bit more this con this concept of like instant credibility, where it comes from and what it means? Well, I think it's the instant credibility from the point of view of the team, but also from the, uh, the point of view of, um, of your management. Essentially, because you are such a good contributor, they give you a promotion. So they expect that um, you will be good in this new role as well. And oftentimes you also carry a, a sort of um, backpack, you know, full of your previous commitments yeah. and previous skills and responsibility, yeah. uh, which uh, sometimes will be expected from you to, to, keep, to keep doing. So that's, uh, I would say, the instant credibility that you get from the top management. But the one you get from your colleagues is really related to the fact that... Um, Well, in more, I would say if you're lucky, they're happy for you. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, they are runner-up for the um, yeah. for the promotion. So some people were expecting to get the, the new function and they did not, but you did. So that can create, of course, jealousy and all kinds of issues. Yep. But let's say, let's assume that uh, everyone is happy in the team. Everybody thinks, okay, well, you deserved it. So that's great. You know, you get the legitimacy right away. So it's a good wave to ride, but you shouldn't ride it for too long. You know, because uh, you need to kind of uh, start to make your your mark as a, um, as the manager, as the enabler of the team, and not simply okay, yeah, for sure he was the, he was or she was the best placed person for that new role. You know, so instant credibility can be a danger, especially I would say in technical teams. So think of uh, IT teams, engineering teams in general. This can be very dangerous because. Um, Someone can be an expert on the product or on the platform or whatever your product is. It doesn't make that person uh, a good people manager. Those are two different things. Mm. And the perceived credibility in that area can be very, very dangerous. Yeah, I see. Before we end this uh, this discussion, uh, I like to try to do something like a short short question, short answers, something like that, if we can. Um, okay. And going back to what you said about instant credibility, uh, let's let's take the opposite case because we had it in in um, last previous sessions of like first time leading teams. Uh, you you arrive to the team. Uh, either from within or from from outside, it doesn't really matter, I think. Um, and one or two people, not the whole team, like we said before, but one or two people really don't want you. They don't like you. They don't accept you at all. Uh, concrete tips. Uh, what can you do about it? Because it's it's really difficult. Okay. Well, the first thing is to really understand what's going on, right? So um, because it's always always just an assumption, and they don't like you, or maybe they just you know you ended up taking the promotion they were aiming at. So. I think what's very important is to re-engage with these people right away and understand where they're coming from because as the saying goes, you can't hate someone when you know their story. So it's very important that you get to know each other and understand where this is coming from. 
I think when you arrive in a team, you need to assess a couple of um, couple of aspects. For me, it would be the first one would be really competence. So, which kind of competence the person brings to the team, which kind of energy that person brings to the team, which kind of judgment this person brings to the team, which kind of you know is this person good with judging the right situation, understanding where they're coming from, and which kind of uh, relationships this person has within the team, and knowing looking at those um, criteria engaging with that person understanding where they are coming from and based on that you will also and based on the situation and the context you will know whether it's worth investing in the in the person actually and this will really calibrate your uh, mm. your response i would say okay same thing if you had one advice one tip to give to a manager uh, who comes to you and say okay i'm i really fear uh, i'm afraid to be rejected uh, what would you say i would say get used to it <laughs> I also get used to it because um, I mean, depending which kind of roles. I mean, if you're really, for instance, in change management in this kind of topics, I mean, you will, you know, I was mentioning the context how important this is, you know. So if you come in a, in a team which is already successful and the, your predecessor did a fantastic job, you know, it's difficult to fill in these shoes, right? So you know, at first they will reject you because they will think you're a lesser manager than your predecessor. Maybe you come into a situation where people think it's going great, but in fact it doesn't. The top management knows that, but it didn't communicate that down to the team. So you're going to have to create a sense of urgency in a situation where they think it's perfect. So they will reject you at first. Maybe you have to make a real turnaround. And when it's a real turnaround, it means you're going to have probably to let go people. Some people would in normal time would have um, deserved to be helped grow and developed. They will just be asked to leave because there's no time for that in the current situation. You need to save the business. So in the beginning, yeah, you, you need to get used to that. You need to get used to that. Not everybody is going to like you, so just get used to it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a bit sad to say, yeah, but it's, yeah, no, uh, no, it's part of the job. I mean. But at the same time, I guess if you set the right um, attitude, context, and, and the team is, is happy about how things are, are going, they will accept you, right? Well, yeah, it, it depends. I mean, I think uh, you need to uh, you need to create this type of psychological safety within the team, right? So I would say, uh, you know, if they don't accept you, it means they don't trust you. And if they don't trust you, then they don't feel safe. If they don't feel safe, they cannot focus on the shared goal. And if they cannot focus on the shared goal, then they cannot achieve anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so That's it's all related, you know what I mean? So... Uh, again, being accepted doesn't mean being friends with everyone. Yeah, yeah. Those are different things. I mean, you know, the... But yeah. in the end, you have to work on both things, right? You have to get the respect, get the trust, and also set goals. I mean, it's it's all all fueling everything, like a yeah, chicken absolutely. and egg, right? So you don't know what comes first. Absolutely, but it's, it's also, uh, I mean, the most important is to give respect, and then you will get some yeah yeah <laughs> you know it's that, that's how it works and i think that there are many ways you know to approach that and a lot of uh, first-time managers are not equipped for that in some companies they will set up some type of coaching and sometimes the, the n plus one is capable of doing that coaching sometimes that person is busy with something else sometimes it's a general manager who's responsible for the whole business so i mean there's there are a couple of um of things that uh, a new manager can watch out for in this uh in this um, new, I would say, in, in the first few months, I would say. Um, for instance, the first one for me to build trust would be really like delegating. So organizing the right 
delegation. And there are a lot of tools, you know, when we talk about, uh, we say that delegation is not binary, that there are seven levels of delegations. Yep. And I think it's very important. There are tools like the delegation poker or delegation, you know, the result is the delegation board for the team. Those are very, very interesting tool. And I think it would be good to to point that uh, in, um, in the feed of the podcast. Yeah. Um, I think one thing to really watch out for is also projecting confidence, you know, it doesn't mean to be like overly confident and cocky and everything, you know, it's really about, um, you know, the way you, you will carry yourself will also have an impact on the team, you know, if you seem that you're completely overwhelmed and running everywhere, you know, you will give that sense, that, that feeling to the team as well. People will start mimicking that also, you know, so it's very important to, to watch, uh, to watch the image you will uh, project to the team doesn't mean that you should uh, know everything that you should never be anxious or anything but you have to be careful in how you project that to the team and i think this this is really important to coach you know in in the attitude of the manager because this will also create unnecessary stress you know and insecurity in the team giving constructive feedback i think is very very important and that's something that uh, new managers are not really trained for so it's very important to to spend time on that aspect and yeah, I mean, you know, everything which uh, also comes from, you know, you shouldn't be seen as just um, sort of pass through, you know, someone who's just passing on yeah. orders and goals from the top, you know, people have mm -hmm. to understand in the team that, that you believe in that, you know, so um, you need to add your own, you know, sauce to it, right? Yeah. You know? So those are things I would really advise a new manager to to look out for. Okay. You know? Okay. So I think I think we can definitely say we cannot stick to short answer, short quite uh, short questions. Yeah, short I think it has to do yeah. with the person as well. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's right. <laughs> Last but not least, uh, additional questions. Spe um, special COVID nineteen uh, as usual. Uh, how to be accepted when you lead remotely, uh, and especially when you lead for the first time and you, you it's your first team and you don't even get to see them maybe. Uh, like in real life well i think in most of the tips i just gave i mean the one which is the most difficult probably from a distance is to project confidence <laughs> you know because yeah. people don't see your body language yes but i mean everything else you know doing the proper delegating um uh giving the, the right constructive feedback to the team you know all these things you can do you know building a rapport with the team engaging with people you know managing ex i think i already said managing expectations yeah. but yeah. i mean you know the, the, this you can do you know you just need to be there because your role as a manager again is to is to enable the team is to remove impediments and this you can do it from from the comfort of your home you know mm -hmm. that there's no problem you know so creating that security around the team so i think it's actually a very good exercise for for people manager to be away because they will see they can have an impact without, you know, uh, being just controlling and asking all the time, okay, you know, what are you busy with? What are you busy with? This is not your role. Your role as a manager is to ask, how can I help you move forward? You know? Yeah. Okay. I think, I think we talked a lot of, like, about many things and I think it's, a, it's already a, a really good discussion. I think we can stop there. All right. Very well. Okay. Th thanks, everybody. Thank you, Maxime. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, thank you. Usual, thank you all to listen. Uh, don't hesitate to to comment, to send us uh, messages if you have questions. Uh, if you want to send us questions uh, about topics we you, th you really think we should you should we should tackle uh, or issues you currently have uh, as a manager, please uh, get in touch. Uh, and if you want to get daily content uh, regarding team development uh, and leadership. Uh, Feel free to follow the Team Pitfalls page on LinkedIn because we post daily content 
uh, and we would we, we we would be sorry we would be happy to have your uh, reactions and uh, comments. Okay, thank you, Maxim. Welcome. See you. you. Bye. <laughs>